This episode is a tribute to a great teacher, a friend, a father, and a senior colleague. Dr. Oga lost his life while trying to save another. He lost his life in the hands of Lassa fever. And like a friend of mine said, before long, life continues as before the living, leaving the immediate family in deep loss and confusion. Here goes a minute silence for Dr. Olga. May his soul rest in peace. Amen. So I'm back. This is Dr. Nick, your host of the Little Bits of Stuff podcast. And we're talking Lassa Fever today. Um, Lassa Fever seems to be out on the spree. And uh, do we have some few cases uh, just a few uh, days ago? Uh, but I think it's worthwhile, you know, talking about Lassa Fever right now. And most especially since it claimed the lives of two doctors recently in a specialist hospital in Nasarawa. And uh, yeah, Lassa fever was discovered in 1969 uh, in a small town called Lassa, as, as you must have guessed. And it was discovered uh, when two nurses uh, was down with, you know, the disease. And well, just for a start, Lassa fever is a viral hemorrhagic fever. Just so you know how deadly it can be although not as deadly as ebola or as dengue fever or as you know maybe yellow fever but it can be fatal and you know and when left alone it's easily easily just claims lives so it belongs to the group of the viral hemorrhagic fever now how do you get lassa fever lassa fever uh, it's been transmitted uh, from either rats to man or from man to man. Now, there's a particular kind of rat that definitely propagates or carries this as a host. Um, it's called the Mastomys uh, species. And, you know, it also has this other name known as the Multimamate rat. And it's just because it has many breasts. That is not to say that there's not been speculations that can be carried or transmitted by some other forms of rats, you know, some other kinds of rats, okay? I, I think at this point, it's just safer <laughs> because you can't be taking up or picking up rats and checking if it's, the, if it's a multi-mammate rat or not. Uh, so I think this time of the year is that year that you want to, you know, try to eradicate most of the rats you know that live around your neighborhood your house or your workplace right so um it, it definitely um 
occurs towards the dry season, uh, usually October to March. And um, although there has been variations over time, and you know, due to environmental factors, it can definitely uh, occur at any time, depending on the circumstance at that time. So, how does this happen? Um, these rats, infected rats, I must say, um, urinate or um, ex- excrete feces and all that on substances or floors in our foods and all that in the kitchen, the store, and these infected food products or surfaces can then get onto man, especially when you ingest them. Or for, you know, Abenue people who eat rat a lot, <laughs> or some of our, you know, a lot of people eat rats, you know, uh, they consider it bushmeat or whatever. Okay, so I'm not saying that <laughs> um, it's, it's a sin to eat rats, but I mean, in this season, uh, not just in this season, I, th- I think it's just uh, prudent to just, you know, uh, desist from things like that, you know, in order not to spread this uh, condition and um, try to uh, probably, probably uh, look out for what you eat, uh, especially when it's from the bush. All right. So, Lassa fever is definitely, you know, um, definitely uses these rats as hosts. And then they shed these things and get onto humans. Humans can transmit it to other humans and can also die from the disease because uh, humans, uh, some of the humans that are affected can definitely uh, survive this while there's another percentage that lives. Who lives and who survives is a matter of (laughs) whether you live or you die. Okay, so you don't want to take these chances, right? Now, when these uh, surfaces, uh, food, or rats are eating and you get uh, infected the the incubation period and all that is about six to 21 days and so within this period um what actually happens is that the virus gets into your blood vessels it can get in through cut surfaces on your hands or your body and get in through sores and things like that any open surface mucosal surface the inside of your mouth it can even get in through semen okay any body secretion whatsoever you can get it through that particular means and so it attaches to part of your blood vessels and you know the basically what it does is that it it tries to trick your immune system into not recognizing it and when it does this it, it definitely has this impetus to just you know be fruitful and multiply and when this happens it starts affecting, uh, attacking your organs, attacking everywhere, your liver, your brain, you know, and places like that. And before long, you know, one of the first symptoms you get to experience is fever, especially fever. You've treated malaria, you've treated typhoid, which is one of the things that will be treated (laughs) wherever you go to, especially when you present with fever. So you've treated malaria, you've treated typhoid, and you know you've you thought is this was a bacterial infection and you've taken antibiotics and this does not go away if it's a high fever please consult your doctor and you know let's see if it's something we should worry about all right so you have a fever it can come with sore throats you know cough respiratory issues and then the person can experience even some hearing loss you know what we know as deafness 
it can occur at any stage of the disease, whether the mild form of the disease or even at the uh, you know, at the severe form of the disease, it can happen. All right. Then you start talking about more severe, you know, things like bleeding from the mouth, from the nose, you know, bleeding from the ears and different parts of the body. Any small cut, it starts, you know, bleeding and it doesn't stop. These are signs and symptoms, you know, of Lassa fever and it can be very fatal. All right. For pregnant women, especially in the third trimester, it can also be very fatal. For people, uh, for pregnant women who are, you know, less advanced in their pregnancy, it can cause spontaneous abortions, you know, spontaneous, if you, if you will. All right. So, yeah, everybody can be affected. It does not... Uh, kind of choose one particular age or one particular uh, sex anybody and i repeat anybody can be affected by lassa fever all right so what do you do when you uh, suspect that you either in contact with someone who had lassa fever or in contact with someone who is confirmed lassa fever or you yourself think <laughs> that maybe you found a multi rat in your house and you think that's definitely uh you i mean that definitely you have some symptoms that you think may be lassa fever you need to visit the hospital make your suspicions known so that the doctor knows you know where to look uh very uh quickly and also uh there are tests for it right uh, your blood sample will be taken and of course they'll take it to an accredited lab who will you know confirm whether we are dealing with a case of lassa fever or not please do not stay at home praying about this do not stay at home and think uh this will just go away uh you may be putting yourself and your family members your friends the whole community at large at risk and this is trust me and <laughs> no small feat when it invades communities so when we confirm that this is indeed uh, Lassa fever, um, we'll definitely uh, give you some treatments, barrier nursing, uh, isolation, you know, and things like that. Uh, there are drugs for it, but it's more effective when given at the beginning of the illness, not advanced. And <laughs> yeah, uh, so other treatments can be supportive. You know, dehydration is the enemy give you uh, fluids and just you know, normal supportive uh, uh, treatments you know to just help you get through the phase and you know hope for the best really and uh, that's that's basically it and then others uh, other information I may want to give about the treatment are really for pro pro professionals so um, if you survive this you may have some symptoms uh, even later on you can still give it to someone else in semen even after three months okay so sex is off the table yeah so you may have uh, still symptoms about symptoms of uh, deafness uh, which for some goes away after three months or within one to three months and yeah you can have different kinds of um uh, things more like souvenirs <laughs> from being infected with lots of fever and yeah it's not a joking matter really uh, a lot of people have been affected with this uh, a lot has died and yeah it's uh, something you should look out for it's um, mostly in some parts of the country but yeah lagos everywhere has been 
you know uh invaded by you know all these um, rats and all that and <laughs> you you never know where you get infected with lasso fever yeah prevention uh at this time it's definitely very important that you eradicate rats in your homes rats in your uh, uh community your immediate environment and um, just you know make sure you don't um leave foods containers open uh the rat proof containers you know and all that and hey if you think now is the best time i mean whatever you have at your disposal or tapia pia uh rat killer um uh, kill and dry <laughs> rat poison whatever rat gum whatever you think you want to use please just use it it doesn't matter how those rats just have to go it's not war per se it's just trying to you know stay alive right so um that's mostly it about loss of fever and if you have any questions feel free to reach me on any social media handle facebook instagram twitter anywhere or you can just google little bits of stuff podcast and you see me everywhere can also see my phone number if you think you need to send a text or chat me up on whatsapp and i'll be ready to assist you with whatever information you want at any point in time till we meet again this is dr nick little bits of soft podcast <music>